Hey, everybody. Welcome to Film House for this week. I'm your host, Elise. Today, I am joined by James. Hello. As always. And we have a special guest today. Uh, you've seen him on the at the Just for Laughs Festival, Toronto Sketch Fest, Yuck Yucks, Toronto Second City, on Shopify's Curious Business, and now he's the co-host of the Great Canadian Baking Show, and of course, a star of Funhouse's Mall Simulator gameplay. <laughs> uh, as we know it, welcome to the show, Alan Shane Lewis. Hi, thanks for having me again. This is so yeah, much fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- Thanks for coming back. Uh, you inspired a lot of our community with your Mighty Ducks jersey <laughs> in that in the mall simulator gameplay. Yeah. And then uh, and then you like it's weird because I was asking you like, hey, do you want to do Film House? Do you want to talk about movies? What are you into? And you were like, I'm a big Mighty Ducks fan. <laughs> big Mighty Ducks fan. Just like, I have another jersey on the way. Actually, I have uh, Goldberg coming in from Amazon. <sighs> I'm so excited for that. Like the new one. Like when they like change their jerseys from like that USA whatever mm-hmm. that company was. You know the corporation. Yeah. yeah. And now they got like the cool. Yeah. The cool colors. Yeah, I got that one coming. I'm, I'm so happy. For I'm that. not gonna lie. When it comes to the plot of mighty ducks i really liked when the corporation came in and like revamped their image and i was like oh, it's sleek i'm not gonna lie it's a good what does that look. say about you though i don't know they i mean whatever design team they they you know we could talk all day about corporations being bad and i'll be on your side but that doesn't mean that the people the human beings working in that design team may not have actually put a lot of effort into that logo yeah, the Hendrix, they got them all Wheaties. They got them meeting mm-hmm. like Chris Chelios. Like they, 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 they were like, you know, getting hands yeah. together. They were putting in work. Chris so. Chelios. Yeah. I kill for Man. that kind of management. <laughs> I haven't heard the name Chris Chelios in like 15 years. Does he still <laughs> play hockey? I don't, I don't know. He's probably like working in someone's front office. I feel like Chris Chelios somewhere right now just got like a shutter. He's like, someone's speaking about me. Yeah, he says, <laughs> yeah. no one no one doesn't hire Chris Chelios. And it's, why do you speak in so many double negatives, Chris Chelios? <laughs> Chris Chelios talks the way Chris Chelios wants. You understand that? <laughs> Chris Chelios Jr. Uh, well, I, I definitely want to talk about Mighty Ducks more. But first, I wanted to ask you some prying questions about the great Canadian baking show. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's in season four now, and they brought you and Ann Pornell on as hosts, mm-hmm. which is a great move because I'm a big Alan Shane fan. So yeah. any any work that he does, I'm invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, how big of a deal was it for you to become a host of Great Canadian Baking Show? Because like everybody knows the British one. Yeah, it grew great. It was it was huge because like um, I heard of the show. I used to watch it. Um, I wasn't like binging it. I just like kind of like, oh, it's on. And I would kind of like check in on it. So when I got the news, I remember because it, it was like pandemic times and I did the audition like months ago. And when I did the audition, it was fun. I had a lot of fun, but I was like, I didn't get it. There's no way I didn't get it. Like, I was just like, that's cool. That's fine. You know, when you walk into or you leave uh, an audition and you're just like, yeah, pff, okay. That yeah. Was, that it's was... like, I think he made his peace with God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like Lieutenant walk... Dan. That's I Lieutenant Dan everything where I'm like, I made my peace with God. <laughs> that's why I love the Zoom auditions, because like when you finish those, you're just like, and close my computer and. And I'm good. And you don't have to do that, like, Uber ride back of just like, oh, man, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? I, Is this even a granted, business Uber? I, I haven't had to do many just, like, cold auditions. But I, I'm the opposite where I feel like I'll do an audition. And I go, that went really well. Like, I was really prepared. <laughs> and I really felt like, given all the circumstances, that went really well. And then I, it's nothing. I The phone never rings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, no one calls to tell me I didn't get it. No one cares. It, my my audition didn't even resonate enough on the Richter scale for anyone to remember I was there. I did one I, I, audition during quarantine. And it like it felt like it escalated to the point where I, you know, I closed Zoom at the end. And I had like a puppet on my hand. And I was like, what happened there? <laughs> just like blacked out. Like, oh, what the hell? That's Ooh, like, and I was like, why did, I, why did I let it get? And, they, and the, the person on the other end is recording those auditions to show people yeah. and cast. And you're like, mm-hmm. how did I let it get this far? <laughs> like, what happened? I, I had one yesterday where they were like, let me just check with the client to make sure we have everything. And then all of a sudden the message was, you can log off now. I was like, oh, OK. So the oh, client had yeah, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, they got, got enough. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I like lead the league in apologies at auditions. I'm always like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can I can do it one more time if you want. Like, I'm like so apologetic. I don't know if I'm doing it right. And to the point where I'm just like, they must be like, get this guy the F out of here. Wait, can I swear? Mm-hmm. Alan, 
I, oh, yes, yeah, please. Get this guy the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Alan, I'm the same way, and Americans are very critical of it because they think that you're doing it. They don't realize that it's like this ingrained thing into you well, where you've been taught this deprecation. They think that you're doing it because you want to come off as being like modest or something. And it's like, no, I'm just a, a psychopath. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's because you know? Americans never apologize for anything. That's that's one mm. of their major faults. And then the the contrast of that is Canadians apologize almost the Profusely. same way anyone else would say like or um, you know, uh. like it, it, <laughs> I did it. Yeah, but. You throw them in there to just to kind of give your your brain space to catch back up with everything. So it's just yeah, Canadians were here's the thing. I will say we're not. I don't think we're nice. We're just polite. We're just like uber polite. Like we just like all the formalities have to be on the table for this conversation to go on. Like I don't know if you ever seen like a Canadian like polite off where it's like you open a door for somebody, but they're like no after you, no after (laughs) you, and it's like four (laughs) minutes of this game where you're just like the heat's getting out. Like, that's just kind of like who we are. We just have to be like, I have to make sure that this stranger who I'll never see again does not hate me right yes. now. Like, I it's, have to come in with this energy. It's the complete opposite for me again, because if I, I will open a door for someone and then be like, after you, and they go, no, I insist. Then they go, fine, fuck off. And then I close <laughs> the door. On them. <laughs> and you just lock it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you there have it one is. shot. <laughs> well, it's also the kind of thing where somebody comes over to your house and you're like, I need them to be as comfortable as possible. Seven glasses of water, anything they want. But then if I was going to someone's house growing up, my mother was like, you take nothing from them and you expect nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're bleeding and they offer you a bandage, you said you say no. If I had a dime for every single time I sat down to dinner at a Canadian household and someone else at the table got up to go get paper towels or napkins or something to put underneath the napkins that were already on my table. <laughs> I would uh, I'd be a very rich man. My, my, my friend, uh, Ryan Dillon, has this amazing joke. I'm going to butcher it, but I'll try it. It's just like this. He's like from the East Coast of Canada. And like over there, they just offer you a cup of tea like all the time. But it's not like a real offer. It's just like cup of tea. Like, no, nah, it's OK. And then that's it. It's like no one's ever yeah. taken you up on it. It's like cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're like, oh, um, <laughs> Do I don't have, have tea. tea? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get <laughs> swish it in my mouth. Yeah, I can boil some Gatorade. Is that is that what you want? Well, speaking of boiling, yeah, can you I'll, boil water, Alan, or were you a complete hack on this show? I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm you're not competing. Cur- I'm genuinely curious <laughs> what it was like being on the show. I'm a fan. I've never, I've only watched the the uh, um, the British one, um, mm. but I'm a big fan of the show because I feel like it's a great reality competition show that focuses on the craft of people and not the drama of people and that's those are my preferred shows my competition shows even even the competitiveness like when someone gets eliminated it's like yeah well it's a bad week you know it's done (laughs) it's a bad week but um but i so i'm curious what it was like for you um being there and kind of experiencing that firsthand yeah it was it's crazy how warm and kind everybody was from like day one like that's like one of the bigger sets that i've been on uh, in my career and to to walk onto that set first off and like be like oh no what am i gonna do and then just everyone be like it's okay we're just it's chill here baby like it was just so nice and um yeah. the bakers when they first met us they were like oh my god it's them we're like you don't know who we are it's like <laughs> you're so nice <laughs> thank you but like it's you i'm like more amazed by you you have way more skill here uh so yeah it was just like a crazy warm experience everyone was like super nice and yeah, like to this day, like I'll still message some of the bankers and be like, "Yo, how's it going?" and just talk to them about whatever. So they're really cool people. Yeah. Uh, did you did you get to eat their baking after the fact? Sometimes that's the thing because it was COVID, right? So oh um, yeah, there was like a lot of like steps in order to eat something, and like it, we the first couple like uh, shoots like we couldn't just like at all. Like it was just like if there was an opportunity like on the royal tour when we go with like Bruno and Kyla, we would get to eat. That was like the only time I got to eat, but. Uh, I found a way as the weeks progressed that if the bakers ask me, hey, would you like to taste this? Then I get to taste something like any like jam jilling or like any filling or like mm-hmm. that. But it took like a full 10 minute shutdown of like everything. They have to go get like my uh, my bu- bucket of spoons, get the spoons, bring my hands, <laughs> clean them up, shoot the cameras again, eat it again, p- pause throw away the spoon and then go back into it. So now uh, th- it's my understanding that that was in your rider pre COVID that you would have the bucket of spoons. Correct? Yes, they don't. They don't leave me. I need my bucket of spoons. If you give me a box of spoons. I will tear that fucking throw it. Throw it away. Throw it in a PA's face. Yeah. How dare you? Does it have a quarter this on squ- it? 
You know why I hate quarters? Quarters kill my father. I picture a tiny, trembling production assistant covered in small, oval-sized welts because Alan didn't get his bucket of spoons. Just refusing to leave my trailer until I get my my bucket of spoons. No! Get them now! Yeah, demand <laughs> then realizing that you don't have a trailer. <laughs> he just locked the door to the tent. It's not him. Yeah. It's not his area. Why is he doing that? He's been in the women's restroom for 45 minutes. <laughs> He's using the no hand dryer again. I can hear it. <laughs> he thinks we can't hear him over. Uh, <laughs> That's another thing, you... too. Having the audio on me, I keep forgetting that. And, like, I don't know. I kept getting, like, bubble guts. That's maybe too much. But, like, no, I would no, get please. bubble guts. I would bubble guts and be like, uh, I got 1080, I forgot what it's called. We got to use the washroom. And then I would be in the washroom and I'd be like, oh, I didn't turn my mic off. <laughs> just like, yeah. just you're, like, you're in there realizing you muttered about that woman you murdered. Like, <laughs> like, oh, them and I got away with it too. There were no meddling kids at all. Oh, shit. Yeah. Audio. <laughs> Curses. Yeah, I, I've been there and I also am someone with a very sensitive constitution. So I've been in situations where I, I have desperately like run past the sound engineer and, and been like, you're going to turn that off, right? <laughs> you're not going to hear it, right? Hit record. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen, uh, please don't. Did uh, you co-hosted with Ann Fornell. Did you guys mm. know each other from the comedy scene beforehand? Yeah, we uh, worked at Second City together. So that was crazy enough that because um, I, uh, we, I, I had a day of chemistry test. So we had a bunch of people coming through. So it was a bunch of um, a couple of my friends and people I didn't know. People from like the, this hour is 22 minutes. So it was a fun day. It's pretty much like just getting to play pretend with like a bunch of cool people. And uh, yeah, me and Anne already knew each other from before. We've, you know, been each other in the scene a couple of times. So it was just like natural instantly when it when it came down to when I got the word that it was her. I was like, oh, fucking sweet. All right. Because mm -hmm. like Anne's comedy is like very similar to mine. Like she does like the weird voices and like doing a lot of these like little fun <laughs> things. And yeah, we had a, a just just cracking each other up on set the entire time. That's awesome. The, I Just like, I guess getting into like the making of a show like that it always like you the hosts are so important for so many reasons because they are like kind of the voice they're like your voice as the viewer where they're like talking over the narration and stuff and they're also the ones who are like excited about the food they don't have to be critical all they have to be is like excited about what they're making but then yeah. every single time it's like did you ever get tired of going like coming up with a bit for 30 minutes remaining or like any like <laughs> I always think about those shows that always has like all right, we have to do some sort of bit for the beginning and we have yeah. to do a 30 minute bit. Like, were you guys just like, all right, what do you want to do for 30 minutes? You pretend to inflate me like a balloon and then I'll say 30 minutes. <laughs> now, it was, uh, we have like these amazing producers in our ear uh, who would just like tell us, like, all right, now say this one here. And Amy, who was like our writer on the show, she like had some fun ones like beforehand, but sometimes we just get to like make them up. The best was making up just like, like horrible, horrible puns and seeing the bakers just go, <sighs> Yeah. Just as they're yeah. making. That's how you know you did a good one. You're like, oh, that's a solid pun that everyone yeah. was over it immediately. Yeah. Like they just don't even want me to repeat it so the audio is proper. Like mm. that's how you they're know like, it's a good pun. I'm fighting for my livelihood over here and you're making that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Jokes, you, boys, you, making all the jokes. <laughs> do you remember any of them? Oh, I, I made so many. Uh, there was a lot of crumb ones. I remember that. I think I love making. There's no thing as a crummy bread front. Like I did like that like 50 <laughs> times, just in different variations. Just just yeah. oh, plug and playing the words around differently. I want to watch it so bad. Yeah. Uh, I wish they put out the outtakes and whatnot. They put out some of it like earlier for like promo, but I want to see mm -hmm. the rest of that B footage. Or... Yeah. Oh yeah, I did see the promo where it's like they have you flubbing the line and were you like, God damn it. No, <laughs> like... I was Acting. They're like, you have to mess this one up. And I was like, all right, that's where I'm a Viking right there. Messing up words. I'm real good at that. So that was, uh, yeah, that was fun to flub that on purpose. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, I'm, I'm so happy that you got the gig. I think you're perfect for it. Oh, and I can't wait to finally watch it when it comes to Netflix in six years. <laughs> uh, from Canada. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> I hope that licensing goes through. I want I want some some American people to enjoy the amazing bakes that our ten bakers got to make this season on CVC and CVC Gem. <laughs> nice, very nice. Promo. <laughs> I know where my cameras are. <laughs> if we ever get to go back to Canada again, if the world ever kind of gets back to normal, we get to go back to Canada again, then we can bring a laptop and then we can access Netflix there and then see if we can find it. At some point, in some way, in some other place. But. Well, CBC Gem. Yeah, just, Alan just told us. Just cross the border. It, 
into Niagara Falls and just it's okay. This is all we need. And then just get that internet, that sweet Canadian <laughs> Wi-Fi. I'm just curious, and I know I know at least you have other things we want to talk about, but I'm just curious. Please. Did you get any sort of like baking? Like did you walk number one, did you have any like chef culinary experience going into it? And then number two, did you come out of it and you're like, I actually, you know, watching them make so like fifty cakes, like I kind of actually think maybe I could do it myself. I this is the thing. I used to like I used to be like because I'm the youngest of uh, I have two older sisters and like I pretty much had to like amuse myself as a kid sometimes like if they were like tired of playing with me so I would just like bake and like make like I used to make like cookies out of like old cookies I'm like, these are my favorite cookies I'll crumble them up and make new cookies they didn't work out <laughs> nice. but I used to like do that shit mm-hmm. uh, and we had, when we got the magic bullet I would make like just like muffins from scratch and all these like fun things but uh, later in my life I just I just don't have the patience I lost all of it so mm-hmm. I don't bake as much I like just order Uber Eats and I'm just like i'm the worst person to be in a pandemic with because i'm just like what do you really want to eat right now and i'm just like you want to eat cake at 2 a.m i'm just like let's do it and i'll just like yeah rush it in like any whim you know yes we all need something to look forward to right now and as far as i'm (laughs) concerned whatever you're gonna eat for dinner that any particular day is like the thing that i look forward to Mm -hmm. Um, so when james is like how about i how about i make us up some chicken with sink water and (laughs) crushed broccoli all right here's i'm like oh how high how high can i jump you you mock but people love my sink water chicken it's been sitting in the sink it's been marinating in the sink sink water chicken is a willems family staple and i will pass it on to whoever comes after me and so on and so forth sink water chicken can named, I see a picture of this sink water chicken? It's, it's named after Sinkwater, Mississippi, um, where people there would put their marinate their chicken in water from the sink. Yeah. It's an old family recipe. Yeah. It's real good. Real yummies. Yeah, I, 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 don't know. I, I, I like cooking. I like doing all that stuff. It's just like if you just don't do that and save yourself 50 minutes, you could get a meal that's That's you know not the warmest but you know yeah it's exactly (laughs) what you want the 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 closest thing that i could think for me is that like i watch a lot of cooking videos on youtube um Mm. mostly like like here's this like korean waffle pizza or whatever and it's just someone in a restaurant in you know south korea somewhere silently making a korean waffle pizza and i'll just watch stuff like that for hours but when i watch it part of me in the back of my brain goes why don't i do that and then i realize it's because <laughs> i don't own a store that makes korean waffle pizzas <laughs> where they have all the necessary equipment to do that and they have like jars that squirt out the pizza sauce in the exact portion that they need but still in the yeah. back of my head i always go maybe why don't i just do that and then when approached with the actual hurdle of being able to cook well i'm quickly spiked back down to earth i i do the same thing with uh this is guy on instagram i follow it's like over the fire grill account mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of it but it's like a grill like outdoor kind of grilling thing and i always save his recipes i'm like oh i'm gonna make this this garlic butter shrimp looks amazing but i don't own a grill or a backyard yeah. so i'm just like what am i doing here i'm like <laughs> yeah what game is this it's not gonna work in the oven <laughs> but one day yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm more like, I'm an intellectual. I can't concern, concern myself with the mundanities of everyday life. Like someone else will procure my meals for me. And then, but then I'm like, Google play Riverdale season four, episode three. Like, I do not, You're off the I do not rails. have time. I do not have time to cook. Yeah, <laughs> someone else must. I'm Are you on busy. season four of Riverdale? No, I watched the first season of Riverdale. And then because I was actually a big Archie comics fan when I was a kid. Mm. I bought Archie comics, you know, all the time. All the time, and like the Loblaws, right? Like in the like yeah. the little lineup thing. Yeah, I just okay. purchased yeah. like it all was, the double dice. This ain't a Canadian joke gameplay. You can't mention Loblaws. <laughs> well, where else would you buy your comics from? I mean, yeah. all I, I will say, it, if we went to Loblaws, you know, it was, it was a special occasion. Loblaws is a little more pricey. Um, but yes, they at a time from Loblaws, I would have purchased the comics. I had a drawer for my Archie <laughs> comics. So when they were making Riverdale, I, I thought, I like that they're doing this because it sounds really stupid. And yeah. so I watched the first season and, and was way into it, but then lost track. Though I, they're doing this time jump now. Where they're, have you heard about this? No. I'm like, I went to season three and I was like, magic? Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> There's magic. <laughs> well, they're doing a seven-year time jump. 
So now oh, all wow. the, the characters are like, they're out of high school. Like Betty's an FBI agent now. Um, Archie is like a pro football player. It's It just got bananas. You got to wrap things up in, in two seasons. I, and no television uh, show should exist. No narrative television show should exist for more than, I'm going to just toss it out here, 12 episodes. 12 episodes max. <laughs> and you wrap it up. We and we're on. done. And yeah. We're done. There's no more story to tell. I, I have a question. Archie comics, are they comic books? In what in what way do you mean? Like the original Would you define them as comic books? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the the I think yeah? so. You mean cuz they don't despite the fact that they don't have like superheroes and they're about yeah. like finding boyfriends and stuff? Yeah. Sure. I would If you, someone was reading that and like I love comic books. Oh, what do you read? Archie's mostly. That's about it. Would you be like, <laughs> mm, that don't count." Or would you be like, "Okay. I'll allow it." I mean, it is very telling of the person if that's their answer. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't gatekeep them from be, saying that they are in the world of comic books. Okay, okay, Alan, let's let's RP here. I I tell you, hey, oh yeah, I read comics. Yeah. And oh, you what, ask, what, yeah. What comics do you read? Blondie. Oof. Blondie. You know Blondie. Yeah, yeah her and her yeah, husband. Like, oh, so yeah, yeah. Two but I, I two cut them out. I cut them out. I tape them into a notebook so I, I get the full experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little Lulu man myself, so that's just who I am. Oh, <laughs> little Lulu. Yeah, little Lulu. We love you print? just the same. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she might have like passed away from like polio or something like that. I didn't read the final chapters of that. Was Lulu, Lulu, Dagwood. Dagwood, yeah. It was the husband. Yeah, that's Lil Lulu definitely died from an eradicated disease. Yes, yeah, like something so preventable. Just fifty yeah. years difference. <laughs> <laughs> she, if um, she could talk to anti-vaxxers now, <laughs> she would have something to say. That's like, special print. <laughs> I didn't make it past nine years old, and you're choosing not to vaccinate. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. We'll uh, cut out ten percent off on your first iron lung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the back. Uh, I wanted to get your takes on the trailer that came out for Cru- Cruella, the yes. upcoming Disney movie starring Emma Stone, where she plays a, it's an origin story for Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. Um, because I never want you to work with Disney ever, Alan. <laughs> I, want, I really, really want you to say something that's just going to right now, we'll right here. Uh, mm-hmm. Disney just is making all the right moves. They're just smart people <laughs> oh, wow. in the right places. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so weird. I, 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 I know James has a lot of thoughts, but maybe Nikki yeah. can roll roll in the trailer for us so we can see a little bit. Yeah, it's just everything doesn't need to be an origin story. Like I never saw Maleficent, mm-hmm. and I I'm actually surprised I said Maleficent because I have never said it properly before. I'm like Maleficent, like I always mess it up, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. I I do I do enjoy is some Stanley Tucci I think in there. I'm like I like the in that. Tucci. Oh no, it's, I, I love, think it's Mark no, Strong. It's Mark, I think Mark, it's Strong? Mark Strong. Mark Strong. British, they should just, British British just admit Stanley to be Tucci. the same person already. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a theory years ago that Mark Strong was getting all the Tucci roles because mm. I love the Tucci. That residual like, Tucci. Yeah. Who's this guy? <laughs> um. I will say this. I. At least when when they're going back to revisit all their old properties and charge people again for movies that already exist, I think I would prefer this approach to mm. just having remade 101 Dalmatians. Um, so I'm grateful for this. Maleficent actually, I think, was the one that like really kicked off that trend. And I, I, Maleficent wasn't a good movie, but I appreciated the fact that it wasn't just Sleeping Beauty. Like they didn't just yeah. make a Sleeping Beauty movie again. But then they did Cinderella afterwards, and then they were like, "All right, screw it. We're just gonna, we're just gonna make Lion King again. Who cares? You know, like yeah. we're just gonna make Aladdin again. Let's do a worse <laughs> version of Mulan. You know, like they just basically kind of did that. So at least Cruella Deville is that. That being said, I just this age we're in where we've confused like the charisma and appeal of a villain with actually liking them like the line Mm. is blurred and and i don't think organizations like disney and stuff or warner brothers do it as well as say professional wrestling does like professional (laughs) wrestling is like so 
silly that it can have someone that you like absolutely hate that you hate so much that you love them and then they become the good guy but i don't think that like making a movie it's just impossible for me to watch that trailer and think but she wants to murder dogs like i don't care if if they're like don't you understand she's a fashionista and her sense of style transcends what the people of the time believe i'm like yeah she wants to murder dogs like i can't get past that aspect (laughs) and and like baby dogs specifically she's like smaller the better she said yeah it's like that's the fresh that's the fresh fur that's where you want yeah no yeah the dog the veal of dogs she she calls them puppies and then i think what happens is ultimately because you know the movie will come out and then you'll find out oh they'll they'll have to do something because there's no way they can have a main character that wants to murder dogs as their motivation so they'll find an excuse to make it seem that oh she didn't want to murder dogs it was some sort of other confused thing that we the audience mistook as wanting to murder dogs except that that just makes that the original character you might as well have just done someone else because Cruella Deville's defining trait was that she really wanted to murder dogs <laughs> I don't know I think the the Oz the Great and Powerful movie that came out like several years oh, yeah. ago kind of did the same thing where it was like Mila Kunis is the wicked witch of the west before she's evil but they still have to make it end up that she is green and evil. Well, and there's like literally a five minute turn in the movie where she goes, ah, I'm angry and green. Well, and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, that was a bad approach because if you look at wicked, you know, the musical mm-hmm. based on the book by Gregory Maguire, mm-hmm. those are two very successful instances where they took the villain, the wicked witch of the West and made her a empathetic and likable and interesting character mm-hmm. beyond because in the Wizard of Oz, you don't really see or know too much about the Wicked West, Witch of the West. Yeah, yeah. there's, and they took that and made it interesting. Yeah, there's for so, sure we, an air of mystery, Oz was just yeah. bad. Yeah, I think that the one thing that the filmmakers uh, of Cruella are putting out that you guys are both missing that that we live in a society. Oh, right? okay. And when you live in a society, I see. yeah, I have no way to fill up, finish the sentence. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> yeah, it really speaks to it, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that is the one thing that everyone's memifying is is joke. They they joke of jokered cruella a bit yeah yeah it's yeah it's something about just taking their first name and then making that the title of the movie and like this is before the balboa there was rocky and yes. or before rocky there was balboa and just like doing this kind of weird thing where they they, they just like uh try to create this origin that like nobody specifically asked for and trying right. to give this character new depth but i'm like I don't know. It's just once again, it's just more of a cash grab. And I will watch this movie. I won't watch it in theaters. I will watch it on Disney Plus at three o'clock in the morning while tweeting. That's just exactly what's <laughs> going to happen. I know what's going to happen with this. I I will say this, and I don't know if it. I don't know if this diminishes my the value of my opinion. I mean, basically everything I says says say diminishes the value of my opinion. But the, it wasn't until this trailer that I realized that Deville is devil. <laughs> And it's because they literally had to drive a car that says devil up to my face (laughs) in the shot in the movie. I never put that Cruella DeVille as it's just devil separated. I I would put some respect on this movie if if her going up in flames was practical effect and not that CGI. (laughs) I would put some respect on it. Uh And I also I love that there's a shot of like dogs glaring at an evil person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like the dog's bad. Like, I don't understand. Are they, I don't know. Are the dog's like, we know well, about her. I don't know if you humans can, know yet. Yeah, from what I can take from this trailer, there's a, there's a woman in it that's even eviler than Cruella. Mm-hmm. How? Ooh, how I, could you be crueler than the devil? I don't see how that's named possible. Named Cruella. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they were also kind of setting her up for, for failure with that moniker. But it, if you told me this was a Hot Topic commercial, I would believe you. I just, Basically. It's, just, it's just when when 101 Dalmatians came out, it I wasn't in the room, obviously, but I feel like a bunch of the writers sat around and said, how can we make the most evil seeming antagonist ever? Because okay. it's literally like pure good. These beautiful dogs that only love like only have love and kindness in their heart versus the most evil thing ever. How do we? like it's good versus bad in the most black and white way possible. And then, then, then several years later, decades later, someone comes in and goes like, but what if, and I'm like, maybe this isn't the right. What if I, <laughs> I, I want to know like, what's, 
what's in like the like the back burner or like the future like because we're gonna get more of these like there's no way we're yeah. gonna stop this i want to know what's the yeah. next origin story like they're, well they're gonna do is it like um, the mice from like cinderella is it i guess we've already been to cinderella so we don't have to do that I, oh, <laughs> yeah. they, they have the little mermaid movie coming but i wouldn't be surprised if there was a spin-off that ursula that, oh yeah, ursula you know what? I'd watch that. I would Me watch too. That. Ursula's the most interesting character. We're going to watch all these. That's the truth of that. We're going to watch all of yeah. them. But I'm going to have my arms crossed and going, mm, I can't believe I paid $30 plus my monthly subscription for this. <laughs> I think the best... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just... Yeah, the 30 bucks thing. I, I, I just couldn't... I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I watched it on, like, bootleg. Oops, Disney. Uh, <laughs> and it, it wasn't as, like, sharp, so I had to turn it off. So I was like... Argh! I'm, I'm a prison yeah. to eight to 1080p. I I think my favorite tweet that I've seen about this movie was, um, "Do you, do you want to know how I got these scarves?" Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it was great. It was. I thought that was just quality uh, comedy. Yeah. Can I tell you who is behind the creative behind this movie? Because it might blow your mind and, and make you see it differently. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Spielberg. Well, uh, Glenn Close is an executive producer. Okay, well, that's only because mm. she owns the likeness rights to Cruella DeVille. Uh, Craig Gillespie is the director, and he directed The New Fright Night, Lars and the Real Girl, and I, Tonya. Okay. And there are six writers attached to it. Tony McNamara, who wrote The Favorite, which I thought was excellent. Okay. Yeah, but that sounds to me like they had a script. And Rewrites? Stone said, all right, I want this person that I trust to come in. Yeah. And give it a pass. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Marcel wrote Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, okay. Disney Aline propaganda. Brosh McKenna wrote The Devil Wears Prada. Oh. Jeff Jeff Butterworth. Like, there's are, lots of talented people behind it. Yeah, yeah. but when, when all those talented people are just inside of a machine turning sure. a gear that's very specific. So we brought in the Devil Wears Prada writer to do a pass because this is a movie about fashion. And this person once wrote a movie about fashion. We brought in this other person who wrote a, a movie related to Disney stuff because they we like them from Disney stuff. And then we brought and in... And they're all at the behest of studio notes. Mm. And they, they're well, they're all just dealing to to use a baking metaphor with the same dough. And it doesn't matter because <sighs> if the yeast is bad, you can't doesn't matter what you do with it because it's you're still just working the same dough. Yeah. Alan hated that audio listener. Yeah. You can't tell, but he's just just filled with rage. Yeah. You can see it in his face. There's, this, there's steam. <laughs> there's steam coming out of my proofing drawer, which is my head. That's what I call my head. <laughs> No, I, here's the thing. You just kind of sold me on this movie because I'm like, okay. I, I kind of do that when it comes to movies where I'm like, okay, who wrote this? What did you work on? And I go through the list. And I'm like, all right, I might I might enjoy this movie. And I come in with that kind of energy. And I'm some, most times I have a good time. So I think, I don't know. I, I And I agree, I agree to James too as well. Like, it's the idea of just like, yeah, they're just kind of turning it and churning it out as part of a machine. But like, I don't think it can pass through that many hands and not be at least like, Okay, if I'm like super duper baked, I'll have a fun time. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yes. I we're definitely at a point though, and I think I think watching stuff at home and like streaming services have definitely lowered our tolerance because we can eat a pot brownie and like <laughs> 35 minutes before the movie starts and then and then be like, "You know what? Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom wasn't that bad. You also don't remember any characters' names, and you don't remember what city you were in when you watched it. You yeah. Know, like, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm just this is this is this feels to me like the machine of of movie making and less the inspiration of movie. This is will be no Paddington Two. I will tell you that. <laughs> Paddington Two, Electric Boogaloo. Now, I, I watched yeah. Cats on an edible and I had a fun time in the theater. I was cl I was like, I think that might have been like the second last movie I saw in theaters. And uh, I saw it on a date with my with my girlfriend at the time. Well, girlfriend at the time, same girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like our early stages of like uh, pre pandemic. Uh, and we were both on edibles and we were just I was I was dying because she saw it before. I was like, what is what is happening? What is <laughs> yeah. this? Is, this is what's this rolling. It's like when you, if you guys, I don't know if you guys ever been to like a comedy show. Like I, I at comedy shows, I will laugh at things that I find funny, like the comics that they're being funny and like mm -hmm. the awkward moment of what they just created. Like I find like you and I have a very distinct oh, yeah. laugh. I'll be like in the back one. Ah 
like to moments of like, what is happening? This is mm-hmm. this is cuckoo bananas. So yeah. when I watched that movie, I came in with that. I was just like, this is so weird, and I don't know what's happening. And there's some choices that are like being made. And why are these choices being made? Why is Sir yeah. Ian McKellen lapping up milk with his tongue? This is like so <laughs> odd. So I I, I, I can enjoy uh, hardcore crap as long as uh, uh, I'm on my 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 uh, my legal weed. He's Legal like weed here in Canada. <laughs> yeah. He looked directly in the camera. Like, he didn't need to, but he did. My favorite thing about Cats, I saw it twice in theaters, Stone Cold Sober, was that you're watching it and you're like, what? What is this? But with the exception of certain things like Ian McKellen lapping up milk, like there, there's a few things like there. Most of it is stuff that has already existed and made so much money for decades. Like <laughs> when people came out of that movie, it was just one cat would step forward and sing a song about its name. And I was like, and it's existed to the <laughs> for massive <four> success <laughs> that it is one of the most successful properties of all time and has been for decades. And you are only realizing how insane <laughs> this is now. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. I, I also enjoyed Lay Twins dancing about in there, and they like were wearing sneakers for some reason. I was like, "What? Why are they got? Why are they the only cats wearing shoes? What's going on?" You know, they earned that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of Cruella. It's it could be good and it could be bad. We don't know. Uh, we're gonna take a word from our sponsors and be right back. Bienvenue, salut mes amis. In case you don't speak French, that means, hello, welcome my friends. You can learn it from Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Uh, One of my goals for the new year is to learn a new language and Babbel has made the whole process addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I've used used it to brush up on some of the Spanish that I took in 10th grade Spanish class and it has been bueno to say the least. (laughs) Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. You can do it while you're brushing your teeth. You can do it while you're walking your dog. It's real easy. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, as I pointed out, Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in everyday life. Other language apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, and you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of just three. So go to Babbel.com and use promo code FILMHOUSE. That's Babbel.com, code FILMHOUSE, H-A-U-S, for an extra three months free. Babbel, language for life. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I want to tell you a bit about HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. It's the service that gives you fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. So skip those trips to the grocery store. Hey, we're in a pandemic, so you're going to want to minimize those anyway. HelloFresh offers 25 plus recipes each week featuring a range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients so you'll never get bored. You'll always have something new to make. And it offers flexibility so you can customize your orders every week. You can change your delivery days or food preferences, skip a week when you need to. It's that easy. It's all about easy meal solutions where you might spend, you know, 20 minutes making a really, really great meal as opposed to an hour or more. Um, I and I use HelloFresh. James and I have, have gotten it and cooked with it. And it's really nice because we don't overbuy on ingredients. We don't buy ingredients that we, you know, we'll use a spice once and then never use it again. Um, it also gives us a lot of variety. Um, we end up making meals with it that we normally would have never thought to make. So it it's kind of a, an eye opener too as to, you know, what you could be enjoying in your mealtime. Right now, if you go to HelloFresh.com slash 10filmhouse, that's 10filmhouse, and use code 10filmhouse, 10filmhouse, you'll get 10 free meals, including free shipping. So again, that's HelloFresh.com slash 10filmhouse and code 10 film house for 10 free meals, including free shipping, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. Hello fresh. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> Thank you. Hello fresh. And we're back. 
back. Quack. 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 Can I just say Quack. real quick, Quack. please? Quack. 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 I looked it up. Blondie's maiden name, because she married Dagwood. So Blondie, her their last name was Bumstead, which I didn't know. So it's Blondie and Dagwood Bumstead. But her maiden name was Boopadoop. Which I thought oh, was you interrupted our quack. <laughs> please, <laughs> please continue with the quacking. Quack, 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 quack. Yeah, quack. So yeah, we just that. If you're not familiar with the quack, that's uh, from the Mighty Ducks franchise. It's a power, power, powerful moment mm-hmm. that we see in I think all three of the films. There's a quack at some type yeah. that needs to, if I'm correct, Alan. Yeah, and then they follow it up with the flying V. Um, in some cases, uh, wait, is Alan's this a Mighty really... Ducks TV show? Yes, oh, oh. Alan, are you seeing this for the first time? Yeah, what? <gasps> oh my wow, god, shocking. when did this come out? Okay, so this comes out. This is, oh my god, I can't believe this. March 26th on Disney Plus, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers is, I can't believe because you're a big, you're a huge Mighty Ducks fan. This is <laughs> what an unveiling, what a first on Filmhouse. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, oh my god. Okay, so I had yeah, a lot, I had a lot. Had a lot of ideas for Mighty Ducks 4. It, 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 it's about Joshua Jackson going back to Minnesota, uh, <sighs> teaching a new school, uh, a, a new class, a new generation. Mm-hmm. Jaden Smith was supposed to be in it, but he's too old now. Uh, and eventually there's going to be a game where like the kids are like not believing in themselves. They don't want to play anymore. And then they bring back the original cast in to play a game with everybody. And then Gordon <sighs> Bombay shows up at the end. It was, it was the perfect movie. But I, I will accept this. I will watch this March 26th. I will be there. Don't I post think that I, theory on Reddit. Someone will burn you down for yeah. it. Yeah. That's what happened to James with his Iron Man 3 theory. <laughs> but, uh, Let's just move on. Were you, I, we, Trevor Slattery say, was your idea? I got... I, we, don't worry about it. I had an amazing <laughs> idea for a sequel. It was perfect. And then I posted it on Reddit mistakenly. And then everyone told me it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Um, if they were any good, they'd be in Disney making Cruella prequel movies. True. They'd so. be one of the 25 <laughs> writers working on Cruella right now. I agree that your concept for My Next 4 is a perfect film, and I think it could still be made. Uh, I would say that, the, that this series is probably just a speed bump in the road on the way to your Mighty Next 4 concept. The plot of this one, I'll, I'll read it to you here. Now a powerhouse in its division, the Mighty Ducks junior hockey team is selective about who makes the cut. After being kicked out, a 12-year-old boy named Evan, at the urging of his mother, forms a new hockey team of underdogs with the help of the Ducks' original coach, Gordon Bombay. Emilio's back? They got Emilio for a a Disney series? Yeah. That's good. You know, I thought he would have been busy too, but it turns out he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's busy just like living up a, that a, that Estevez lifestyle, you know? That, that, that's expensive. You know, that sheen money. The sheen that, money. The glowing sheen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because his dad's so, Martin Sheen. Yeah. And, so and it of course, feels like it's plot-wise pretty similar to the first Mighty Ducks movie, right? Like a bunch of ragtag kids play hockey thanks well, to Emilio Estevez. The right? first movie, Emilio Estevez has a DUI, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty oh, dark. Yeah. It's kind of dark. <laughs> And then he, he like, like yeah, quacks like at his boss. He's like, quack, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. And he's like losing yeah. his mind. He's like, that's this is this is a man like, you know, driving his career off the cliff. This is a different type of movie. And then he it's just like happy. service. Yeah. And then wasn't he also like, didn't he? He growing up, he had a dream to be a hockey player. But that's mm-hmm. sort of he, he instead like became corporate. Came a suit. <laughs> the thing we he all hate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like how so, in this TV series, like the Mighty Ducks franchise has beat like has done like that Batman thing of like live long enough to see yourself become the villain, you know, and they become yeah. the deal in themselves. <laughs> this is interesting. I'm on board. I, th- I think if they could have gone in a different direction, they just call it Ducks. Right. And it's a gritty, dark, gritty take <laughs> on, on the Mighty Ducks franchise. Um Serial killer escapes prison and, <laughs> and then lands. He lands in a small town, and then it's very similar to the beginning of Great Expectations. He's found by a kid who brings him bread and water, and then in exchange, he teaches the kid to play hockey. But mm. turns out the kid kills animals and is also a serial oh. killer, and then they form a, a team called the ducks of a bunch of the really demented kids around town 
and it's because that when they first found each other, they murdered some a whole bunch of ducks together. And so you're gonna get downvoted on Reddit. Logo, I actually put logo. it on Reddit. They love it. It's upvoted. Oh, they love it. Perfect. Yeah. As long as you hey, sometimes when you post it in the right places, you, you know you'll find an audience. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there was something in your concept, Alan, the, the Joshua Jackson element, which we haven't seen in the trailer and it hasn't been hinted at. But I am really curious if that's going to be a surprise cameo in this show. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. I, I figured you, sure. you if you're calling uh, Emilio Estevez's phone and Joshua Jackson's phone, Joshua Jackson's going to pick up first. So that's who you lead with. You bring in that, you know, <laughs> Dawson's Creek. We're having a fun time. Bring him in there. And then Emilio Estevez is that sweet, you know. Right at the end, you go, whoa! And then you get Keenan Thompson wants to come back and do a knuckle puck. Why the fuck not, you know? Get Aaron Lore in there to, like, some Bash Brothers with Portman, you know, Dean Portman and, uh, I forgot the other guy's name. But uh, Foggy, oh, Foggy I, Nelson. Yeah. Bless, bless Can his I heart. tell you, I, I never liked uh, Keenan in the movie. Like, I, I fucking love Keenan Thompson so much. He's one of my favorite performers ever, just because of, like this reputation he's built on SNL for being this sort of a uh, Swiss army knife where any, any time you hear anyone talk about him on SNL, they're like, Keenan is the secret weapon. If something needs like love, a sketch needs some love and you know that Keenan's in it, you know, it's going to be okay. Like everybody just speaks so highly of him. And I, and I, he cracks me up. Like I just, Keenan says anything, but for some reason, and maybe it's cause I never grew up with like I never grew up with, um, what's the sketch? All yeah, that. All that or yeah. Keenan Kel. I never watched that either, to be honest. Yeah. Cause like, did you have the Disney channel when you were a kid? Cause I didn't. Um, we didn't have, we had, it was like family channel. That's what like you our thought, Canadian yeah, version of that. Yeah. And, we had family uh, channel. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't watch it because my brain, I was like, I'm too old for watching kids shows. I got to watch like Same. adult shows like judge Judy or some shit. Like that was like that yeah. weird age at like 14 where shows that were for 14 year olds. I was like, I watch real cable, okay? ABC, yeah. Fox, that's where that's where you'll find me. Well, Good I think sir, even though I'm still watching the weekenders. I think that's a very common Canadian kid mentality. Yeah. I think so. Cuz I was the same way and and I never I was never into Keenan in the movies. I never liked this character. But now if you told me Keenan's coming back to do a cameo, I would Ooh. be like, "Sign me yeah. up. Where do I watch?" Yeah. I I, I, mean, I like that. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I like that, 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 that fun, weird segment where they're like in L.A. and they play those like uh, suburban or no, those urban youths in hockey. Like and they learn everything like that entire segment. Like my heart's just going just like enjoying it. <laughs> Stick, yeah. gloves, shirt, like all that fun stuff yeah. and the knuckle puck, which does not work, by the way. The knuckle puck, does, <laughs> no. let's just put that out there. There's kids yeah. out there trying the knuckle puck. It doesn't work. It just goes wherever. It doesn't actually go in the direction. It doesn't do the fun, fluttery thing. It just goes, no. and then that's it. Yeah, definitely the wrong way to hit a puck. <laughs> <laughs> no one's giving you four seconds to, get, to set up a slap shot. I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. Or no, no. the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, cause wasn't the first move? They had the flying V. They mm -hmm. had the knuckle puck. Every single movie they introduced a new superpower. They had the flying V, the knuckle puck, but then then they also is the flying V also the one where the kids skated around the puck three times and then he went like that was the superpower. No, that that was a triple deke, I think, and triple that was deke. like yeah, Banks Banks and Conway used to do that one by memory serves yeah. me correct. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't have any new magical moves in the third one. They tried the no. the, the the flying V in one game against like the senior team, and they got like fucking crushed. Like it didn't my, work at all. Yeah, my it was like your yeah your juvenile tricks aren't going to work anymore. Yeah. And can yeah. I can I ask you guys a question? I always thought it was strange that the trajectory trajectory of the series is like Pee Wee hockey, mm -hmm. then they're on the world stage, yeah. then they go back to school. Yeah. Like, doesn't it feel like it should be the, two and three reversed? I was yeah. just going to say, yeah, the progression of the trilogy doesn't make any sense because it's like they are the best <laughs> hockey team in the world between the ages of like, like 13 and 15, but now they're in high school. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure yeah. that high school hockey team is going to get rocked. Get yeah. Well, fucking rinsed. The thing that they like, they, the school saw them perform in the Olympics or whatever. So then they were like, you can get a free ride scholarship to our school. Yeah. Like, yeah and they I, were, the varsity team is what they were going up against. Yeah. And they were Which so I, good. And, I understand varsity's apprehension to, to junior varsity and whatnot. But if, yeah, does, if a national team comes, joins your school, they're going to fuck you up. 
I've yeah, played yeah. like I've played district, I played provincials, you know, in soccer and whatnot. And if I went to a school where they're like, this is our varsity team, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I play fucking nationals, dude. I'm like, you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> I, Get out of here. Uh, I wrestled <laughs> I wrestled in high school. Um, and they, you know, obviously if you wrestled well enough to, you could eat, it wasn't a team sport after a certain point. You as an individual could move on to like the statewide or the national level, like in terms of competition, if your ranking was good enough. And in our division, there would inevitably be like one kid who was that good. And, and he would wrestle you, you know, you wrestle your own weight class or whatever. So the kid would be like one thirty, but he would be like a national level 130 kid. And if you put him up against the 235 pound um dude who is only wrestling varsity, that 235 pound <laughs> would be destroyed in an instant. Like, like once you get into that world stage, it doesn't matter if you're varsity, if you got yeah. a letterman's jacket or not, you're gonna get crushed. Silly. Because like our our yeah, our our school soccer team had a bunch of like national players like sprinkled in. And like mm-hmm. our games for school, high school, didn't matter to them. They would show up when they wanted to and they would play whenever. Like and when it was like playoffs, they would show up. But like it didn't matter. Like yeah. we we, you know. We won our league. Who cares? We came third in OFSA. Who cares? You know, like, it's not like anyone 10 years later is still talking about it. No one cares that the captain of the team, you know, we're coming (laughs) first in OFSA, in ROPSA, (laughs) (laughs) the Robbie tournament. What other? uh, (laughs) Ontario. A very small percentage of our audience that's going like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think even less than before. I feel like it's just one dude who's just like, Thank you. And then that was yeah. it. <laughs> Elise and Alan, you heroes. Uh, you guys should do a series together where you, it's the quest to find the joke that only one person gets. <laughs> you just keep every we whittle it down every it week. Down. It's like American Idol, except like it starts with a large group and then you have only one person. Will like, you accept this joke, Rose? Yeah. It's going to be like an um, inside joke with my family that no one else knows. And then my mom's going to be like, yeah. I understand it. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's funny. <laughs> I Mom. get it. But, uh, I, I loved the Mighty Ducks so much when I was a kid. Uh, and I think for me, when I, I rank it among other kids sports movies, it it might be at the top. I wanted to ask you both if you were going to compare and rank the Mighty Ducks versus the Sandlot, Rookie of the mm. Year, Little Big League, Little Giant. Where do you think... Mighty Ducks falls for you amongst those, or does one supersede? Mighty Ducks two at the top, and then Sandlot, and then Mighty Ducks one. Yeah, Mighty Ducks two is the best for me. That's just like that's where it like it was. It knew exactly what it was doing. Form it's like the cocaine form of Mighty Ducks, right? Mm. You get all the things you want from Mighty Ducks: wacky characters, childhood antics. And then none of the kind of despair that I would say the first one carries (laughs) with it, like the harsh real world uh, stuff like that. Yeah, the the, um, the the biggest problem Mighty Ducks 2 was that he went Hollywood for like 10 minutes. That was it. That's right. Eating yeah. ice Gordon cream Bombay with the enemy, big. coach. That was it. He's trying to get his, he's trying to get laid, dude. Like, wait, wait, you guys mad, right? Yeah. That was it. He was just trying to get a connection. It's hard out here. I mean, yeah, it, it had the great trope of like with Keenan Thompson's character where he was heckling them from the sidelines, mm-hmm. but then eventually they bring him into the fold. Wow. And it's like it's like can you imagine like Alan if you were doing improv with a you know troop on stage and there's someone heckling you from the audience and then you go wait a second yeah wait a second I could oh, eat I could use this yeah. get up get up here <laughs> yeah. get up here come on you're part of the team now the person just does like, pisses their um, pants <laughs> <laughs> good sir yeah, comedy very nice did you go sir, to Second yes, City and why did you learn this. <laughs> Actually, that is, that, that is somebody's bit. I don't know who it is. Uh, I think it's is it Rory Scovel, but somebody they would go to these like improv um, festivals and they would legit pee their pants on stage, and that was like part of the joke. And really? every other improv troupe hated them, hated what? them, especially yeah. after. Yeah, because there's piss on the stage. It's like it's, <laughs> it's, like it's funny for you. Suit like, and I think yeah, the person who did it, they they have a career in other things, so it wasn't like improv was like but like. Like they started with improv, but like they're yeah. in like movies and TVs and whatnot. I can't remember the name. Of, I think I don't know if it was Rory, but it was somebody. Hmm. And they used to just piss themselves on stage. And that's 
to me, that's hilarious. So uh. can you imagine if you were with your troop and your whole thing was that you were going to go piss yourselves and then you you're watching from the wings and you see this group piss themselves. Oh, and you're you like, got fuck. Well, you, you got to do the, 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 the second rule of improv. So if that is true, what else is true? I'll shit myself. I'll just do it. That's I'll bring it. Take it to the next level. You do one number one. Well, guess what? Two number ones is a two. So that's 100 percent better. <laughs> just gonna say. And you have it. Well, I think that's about <laughs> enough time we have. For Speaking of Corella, you ever shit yourself um, on stage? Thanks for watching. <laughs> I, I'm so happy that we were able to to get your your genuine first reaction to, to the Mighty Ducks yeah. Game Changers, a show that we have nothing to do with. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm so glad that it happened here because I for sure thought that you were like, yes, I'm a big franchise fan. I can't wait for the new series. So that was delightful. Yeah, yeah I, I just I guess I'm just not on my uh, my movie trailers on YouTube anymore. I got to get up on that because I did not know that was coming. Uh, I, might, I think I may have heard something about it, like on a news article, maybe. But mm -hmm. I just, I've never, oof, oof, so excited for this. Nice. Damn. I, and your jersey will be here in time. I know. I'm going to wear it as I watch it. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> wear, you, can you watch it while, like, eating chips, but then also not having any pants on? So you're kind of <laughs> like Donald Ducking in a Mighty Ducks jersey while watching Mighty Ducks? Just Duckception? I'll 100% I'll yeah. do that. Please. That's just how I've been perfect. rolling. Pants? And that's when your your girlfriend walks into the room and she's got her briefcase in her hand and she just <laughs> says, Alan, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Going to do work, baby? You going to do some work? Well, I'll be like, down here watching children's programs. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on, is your girlfriend 10 feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty tall. I, I, oh, yeah. I was like, hey, baby, you know, I want to have NBA player kids. So this is this is this is what we got to do. Yeah. No, nah, she's like, you know, regular height. <laughs> Four foot three. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Canadian regular. Canadian tall. <laughs> any Sorry, any Elise. final uh final thoughts, raps on the Mighty Ducks franchise? I'm you uh, know what? It was a big part of my childhood. I'm glad it's coming back. You know what? I think they've been making some uh some right positive decisions in their career, uh making these movies. Third one was a little, you know, under underwhelming compared to number two, but uh Super excited about this movie, and uh, tomorrow's another game. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for asking me. That was my hockey nice. player impression doing interviews. I don't know why I'm talking. You know, the joke <laughs> is really good when you talk about what it is right afterwards. When you explain it, yeah, that's a, explain yeah. it. Don't solid joke. Don't give a chance to ask you what you were doing. Mm -mm. Like when you pee yourself and you go, "I am peeing myself because this is unconventional," and you let everyone in the audience know, and they're like, "Oh, he's doing it." Improv trophy now, please. <laughs> James, any? Any, thought, any final thoughts? I just, I can't believe I never knew that it was De DeVille was devil. But then I'm okay. also upset that they, the subtlety of it is now lost because then they wrote devil on a car and then drove it into my face. So that's where I'm at emotionally. I, I just thought it was French for cruel A of city. So yeah, that's what I thought boat as you. She was like yeah. from cruel, Cruelsburg. Yeah, oh. cruel city. But yeah. we're not wrong. Oh, well. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, well. Elise, how about you? What are your thoughts? I think that if if the Great Canadian Baking Show gets another season, which we'll have to see mm -hmm. at this point in time, maybe there's a third host. Maybe an intrepid Canadian transplant <laughs> uh, who's looking for any way to get back to her roots <laughs> is brought on. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm really happy for you, Alan. <laughs> I just want to visit the tent. If there's another season, yeah. can we and, and things are okay, can we come visit you on set? One thousand percent. One thousand percent. All right. I won't touch. And then I'm not even the host. I'm like, guys, guys, let's sneak in. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I know where they throw out the food. <laughs> just good stuff. I promise. It's good. <laughs> Barely touched any other garbage. I promise. Uh, well, thank thanks so much for coming on, Alan, and yeah. making us laugh. Uh, oh, thank you for having me once again. Mm -hmm. Talking smack at Disney. Uh, but, you know, again, I hope it does not lead to any tension between yourself and Disney. Um, I feel like you're breathing life into it by mentioning it is the only thing. Put it in the ethos. The more you, you know? mention it, the more I feel like it's going to become a thing. Well, I'm I'm hoping that it means that the opposite will, you know. Okay. All right. I All feel right, like well, we'll Ike Perlmutter, some, is it Ike Perlmutter? Just somewhere. Just like, you know what? That baking show guy. You, you would make a good 
Cogsworth in the live action. They already made a version of that movie. I don't know, live action. But we're making it again. Not a lot of black characters to choose from. Beauty and the Beast. We already did that, sir. Do it again. Do it again. But no, you're so delightful and so funny. So thank you for for hanging out. Thank you. Where, I mean, people can watch the baking great the great Canadian baking show every week. Uh, on CBC Gem, and then do you know when it's aired live? Um, yeah, so live, yeah, but... so C, yeah, it's on CBC on Sundays at 8 p.m. and then CBC Gem. I think it goes immediately on that thing. Um, when it's on Netflix, I don't know when it's on Netflix. I think maybe like in like eight months or something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but there's other ways to watch it. I mean, no, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But like, you know, <laughs> you're right. having your face Yeah, it's just it's crazy twitch. Are there any mm-hmm. other projects or podcasts or anything where people can check you out? Yeah, if you if you like basketball, I, I run a basketball uh, podcast. It used to be a, a video show that we've done for like eight years. It's called Below the Hardwood. Uh, check it out. Uh, we have old stuff on YouTube, and then there's some new stuff on our Instagram, and also wherever you digest podcasts, wherever you do that, it, it'll all be there. Cool. Below the hardwood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we used so to do chill. it in a basement that was below the... It's, it's all right. Like, like the, I don't get it. The court? It's a good court underneath it. it. Think about it, though. Oh, That's, do you guys remember the Mighty Ducks cartoon that they yeah. were actual ducks yes. that were things and they the flew their ship out of, the, out of the Anaheim Stadium below the ice? Anyway. I, I recently went to watch it on Disney Plus. It's horseshit, but you know what? I, I love the toys. I love the toys. They're great. I had I like four of them. I'll stick with SWAT cats. Thank you very much. Please, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.